0: From Wall Street to Main Street, there are stories to be told, where knowledge learned on the street is as powerful as knowledge learned on the streets. This is the Financial Recon Podcast, where we introduce you to the people, places, and things that have helped shape our environment and will help shape yours. Welcome to the conversation.
1: Hey, everybody. In episode 18 of Financial Recon, we talked about all the changes happening in Disney World. From the price increases to elimination of services, it's a lot for anybody to navigate, even for someone like myself who has been captivated by the magic. So what is one to do? In this episode, we're joined by Marissa Valiton from the World of DVC, who shares some tips on how to do Disney for less, whether it be a once-in-a-lifetime trip or one that you plan to take regularly, and some of the things to be aware of if you decide to make that impulse buy on prop Marissa, thanks a lot for joining me on this very eventful Disney day as we're recording <laughs> this. Uh, some people are thrilled, some people are terrified with this uh, Disney genie rollout today. But the one thing that's constant is that it's going to, dig into your pocketbook and that being said i wanted to connect with you because i know a lot of people out there are going to be looking to you know with the 50th anniversary advertisements and everything they're going to be looking to potentially take that trip down to disney world and now they're going to get hit with these extra fees starting especially in january how do you guys come into play with the world of DVC? How are you all going to basically help people start saving money?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think that's the biggest thing. With We've kind of seen a whole page turn this mm-hmm. last year with Disney when it comes to kind of added extras and added fees. And I think people start to kind of plan out their trips and they go, wow, this is a lot more than we have done for the previous years and that we expected to budget for for the future years. Um, and so I think... Disney Vacation Club, in general, kind of opens the door to still being able to take those great Disney vacations, but doing it at a value price. Uh, Disney, when I worked for Disney Vacation Club for years, it was always um, staying deluxe for the value price tag, right? right? And so, World of DVC tries to capitalize and just bring that even further. And so, World of DVC encompasses three different companies. So, we're DVC Resale Market, if you're looking to buy Disney Vacation Club, but on the retail side. So. Right. The benefit of being a DVC member is you're staying deluxe for the value price. The benefit of DVC resale is you're saving deluxe for a much more value price tag. <laughs> um, saving anywhere from 30 to 60% on direct DVC prices from Disney. Mm-hmm. And then we are DVC rental store. So if you're saying, hey, you know what? We have been trying to plan for that Disney trip. We might not be the family that goes every year, every two or three years. This might just kind of be the one-off but we want to stay and make it special. Whether you want to do an Animal Kingdom stay or stay on the monorail at Polynesian, DVC Rental Store allows you to rent other members' points and do it at a much discounted rate compared to, again, if you're taking out and going into Disney reservations online and paying cash and saying, this is the price here, DVC rental store, you can save 60% on that one-time vacation. And then Monera is a way to finance. So again, if you're saying, hey, we want to do this, maybe if we start chipping away, so we're not having to pay that big kind of lump sum purchase and chip away at this over the next five to 12 years, then Monera offers that financing, which they have a great no credit check option. So just kind of the best way to do Disney I mean, coming from a Disney background, I think the most magical and special way to do a Disney trip is staying on property. And so these are ways to take advantage of that and staying in the best places on property for those best rates.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's that's definitely something, especially compared to staying in, you know, like, say, the Grand Floridian, which is I want to say, like, you could easily drop ten thousand dollars in a week can we dive into a little bit more of the dvc rental store for a second because i know like some people might say yeah i don't i'm not into going that frequently right so why would i want to use like dvc rental store not only for price savings but like what what is the what is the benefit if somebody who says i want to rent through you all go that route
2: yeah so The the thing that makes World of DVC so special and our team so special is most of us are former cast members, whether that was directly from Disney or straight through like DVC at Disney. So we have that background, but also we have that service. And I think that's the most important thing. When you are buying DVC resale or you're renting out points, you're going third party. So you're no longer in that Disney umbrella. So for some people, it's kind of nerve wracking to go, hey, we're stepping outside of that Disney umbrella and we're going with a third party company. So what we offer is that quality, that service, but it's also backed by a big company. That way, if anything were to happen or go wrong, we're always taking care of that into that Disney level, and that's what we strive to do. So with, when it comes to DVC rental store, the benefit of doing that versus just paying cash obviously, is that tremendous savings, where the benefit of being a Disney Vacation Club member is you're using points for the stay, and Mm -hmm. so the value of your vacation is kind of spread out, whether it's over 30 to 50 years, so members who aren't using their points for one time, they're not asking outrageous prices like a $10,000 stay at Grand Floridian. They're asking much lower prices, because they're still benefiting from renting their points out that year. So, DVC Rental Store takes advantage of that, where they go, okay, we're going to that stay and then charge the guest who's renting those points a much more discounted rate to what Disney would charge, but the member still gets a benefit of making some money off their points they aren't using that year. Right. So that's a huge benefit and then of course Since our team has that Disney background and knowledge, they're going to plug all of that into your Disney experience. So they'll put that on the app. You'll log in. Everything's going to be the same as if you were to book that stay directly from Disney. Uh, They'll put that all in. So it makes it very, very seamless to the process. So yeah, if it's a one-time stay where you go, hey, we want to go to Disney. We know we want to stay at the nicer locations right on property. Even if you budget it out and you check out like a moderate resort or even sometimes a value resort compared to renting out points, a lot of times you're still winning by renting out points at the deluxe locations.
1: Well, I'll say the one thing that my wife loves is the size of the rooms is that you have a washer, you have a dryer, you have a kitchen. And when you start to factor in the fact of, you eat one meal like just having breakfast and having groceries delivered i mean you could save <laughs> a, a, a good chunk of money i mean right. over seven days that could be like a couple hundred bucks easily
2: right and um, i think that the rooms are a, such a huge benefit because you just have the space to actually enjoy the stay. i know a lot of people say well we're never in the rooms well dvc members actually like to go to the rooms and enjoy that and <laughs> the pools and all the locations
1: yeah, it's 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 nice. I mean, we're a family of five, and to find lodging anymore for a family of five, you know, it's tough. And like right. we we like the like similar to like a Homewood Suites or Courtyard, or, you know, those bigger. And so, like, it is an attractive option if you got a a bigger uh, family to yeah. keep everyone in the same thing at least in my opinion so what are some other tips that you would offer right now for folks that are looking to save some money with you know all this nickel and diamond going on um, at Disney World lately
2: yeah so I think like you were saying one of the benefits is the rooms, right? Mm-hmm. So that way you can have breakfast in your room. You can cook up a quick dinner if you want to one night, whether that's just mac and cheese or pasta. You don't have to be a chef when you're saying <laughs> You don't there. want to pay $20 for a kid's
1: <laughs> mac and cheese. What's right?
2: Mind? That's the thing. I mean, my son is four and that's all he eats and I cringe every time we do the $12 kid's meal. <laughs> yes, <laughs> like yes, You're eating three bites. But yeah, so those kind of things are huge money saver options. Um, and one of the things that as World of DVD see as we grow and develop, we're diving into is having that like add on service, whether that would be like a stroller option or food delivery, or even like birthday party sent to your room of things like pre-made cakes or birthday planning. So those are things that we are um, developing in the near future and probably will have by 2022. So if you're heading out there in the next year, reach back out to us because they're going to be added bonuses that we're going to be adding into. Again, our whole goal is to make that experience to the extreme disney service but also mm-hmm. doing something where you can keep it special but not blowing the budget on those disney price tags
1: it's all it's almost interesting you're trying it's like you're filling a void that seems to be disappearing from the yeah. disney experience well, in itself
2: it's funny because our um on the rental side Uh, Carrie McPherson is the brand ambassador there, and we actually hired her due to all the Disney uh, layoffs. So she was a Disney ambassador, and huge name in the disney field and i had known her for years and she had got laid off and so we were able to scoop her up here on world of dvc um but her team she actually during that time um of furlough her and her friends started the ear for each other group on facebook which is very well known of cast members basically using their skill sets during that time that they were oh yeah yeah i
1: remember seeing that yeah so
2: We've been able to partner with a couple of like her ear for each other team to help do, again, like things like those birthday cakes or even like in-room dining options that had shut down at some of the resorts where other chefs from, for example, the Polynesian would come into the room and cook an Ohana meal while Ohana was closed. So we've been able to partner with those and kind of, again, use our Disney reach to help our members do that Disney experience for less.
1: That That is really great. I love that. I mean, like, that's the experience is you get to know, you know, we have a, we've got to know uh, a cast member uh, personally, and it's just by fluke. We, like the first time uh, they were our server and then we, the next couple times times ended up being our server again. That's and awesome. You kind of, you know, it's, I, I know a lot of DVC and a lot of just Disney fans in particular, that's their family. Like they feel like that they're connected to these people. And when all those layoffs happened, there was a lot of frustration the, to support those people. I know there was a lot of, like you said, like a lot of people coming out of the, the, the woodwork just saying, Hey, how can we help? There was this, right. the food bank, or the support casement, which is sad in its own right. Um, and things like that. So that's really cool. Will that be something that will be in integrated into the, uh, rental site or is that going to be like something you'll have to speak to one of your team members about
2: yeah so that's i mean our goal is with that 2022 kind of rollout is Mm -hmm. that we'll be able to have those added benefits and extras but we'd love to continue to utilize former cast members just because again that's what we are that's what we're made up of so it just kind of speaks to the value of our brand so it's definitely a goal for us moving forward
1: that's awesome. What is DVC? Just, I I guess we should start off with that, but let's just hit on that real quick. What is DVC for those who don't know?
2: So Disney Vacation Club is Disney's version of a timeshare. And okay. so for a long time, people kind of steered away from using that phrase. Because if you hear Florida and you hear timeshare, people <laughs> run away screaming. <laughs> right, Yay! right. Um, what Disney did, what was so unique, is they really kind of mastered the timeshare. And I know Disney Disney has some highs and some lows, but they put a lot of effort and energy into developing this. And actually, I remember my time even in training. My trainer was one of the first ever Disney Vacation Club sales agents. And she said they were told if you ever push, if you're ever salesy, you're fired. So they very walked into it to a very hands off approach of, if you want it, great. If you don't, that's okay, too. Have a magical day. Here's some ice cream. Um, <laughs> that's so exactly they, the experience <laughs> we
1: had when we went through the presentation the one time. It yeah. Was the, I was more impressed with the hand-washing thing that right.
2: day. <laughs> <laughs> so they really focused on that service element, and they were actually the first timeshare to ever develop okay. a point system. So if you hear about like other timeshares now that use like the flexibility of points, Disney actually developed that program. So what oh, they yeah. wanted to do is steer away from – having to stay in a set location during a set time of year in a set room. They, they know that Disney guests like to change it up. Whether you wanna come one time and stay two weeks and the next time come for a weekend, they wanted you to be able to do that with the point system and stay at all the locations. So what Disney Vacation Club is, is you're buying a set of points and you're able to use them in a very flexible way. You get a new set every year. You can bank them over to one year. You can borrow ahead from the future. And you can use them at any of the DVC locations, which are all the deluxe properties, whether you're at Disney, whether you're on the West Coast and doing Disneyland, Hawaii, Hilton Head in South Carolina, or Vero Beach in Florida. So that's the basics of the Disney Vacation Club. And really what makes, again, Disney Vacation Club so unique to any other timeshare is the economics behind it and I won't go into like too many nerdy numbers here but (laughs) basically and you can go to our site we have blogs on this or type in economics on our site you can find a bunch of like blogs and videos we do but basically the really cool thing is you buy the membership and the membership goes anywhere from 20 to 50 years depending on what resort you buy into but there's a break even where you can actually do an apples to apples comparison and say if I buy for example at the Polynesian and I calculate the stay at the Polynesian as a cash rate. Typically, if you're buying retail on about five vacations, if you're buying direct in about 10 vacations, you're going to have the membership pay for itself. And then you have another 30 to 40 years left where you're just paying your dues for the cost of a vacation, which is anywhere from eight to 10 times more on the cash rate versus the dues. So that's where it makes so much sense where families go, you know what? We're going to Disney every year. We're paying this money anyway. Why don't we put it into kind of go back to that renting versus owning in real estate, right? Why don't we right. put it into something we own that's tangible that even if we don't use it 20 years down the road, we can sell it. So that's really what makes Disney vacation club so special is that value of the break even.
1: So one thing with uh, the the Disney Vacation Club, though, is like it's an impulse purchase, right? Like they they're banking on that. And that's where I find it interesting, because, you know, speaking to Kevin over at your uh, office at DVC Resale Market, he's always had some fascinating stories for me. I mean, you have this impulse purchase. People realize this isn't what they want to do so that creates the secondary market Mm -hmm. but obviously disney has gotten hip to this and started putting all these qualifiers and could you kind of dive into like some of these changes that you know people need to be aware of because i think it's really important um that folks know that this has kind of been evolving over the last like five years ten years
2: Yeah. So for a while there, people would be able to buy their membership and then sell it and somebody could buy on resale and it would be exactly the same. And so I think with the the evolution of social media, and Mm -hmm. the internet in general. I mean, (laughs) back in the day, if somebody wanted to resell, they would put newspaper ads. So now we have the internet, um, which makes it totally different in terms of reselling. So bigger companies jumped up and provided that brokerage service of being able to sell other people. So Disney caught on and said, you know what, we need to make it a benefit if you're buying directly from us versus if you're buying resale. Because resale, again, you're saving 30 to 60%. So you've got a massive savings there. And I always go back to what's the point of joining Disney Vacation Club? You join because you're saving money on the best type of Disney vacations. What's the benefit of DVC resale? You're just saving even more. So if your goal is savings, that's the route. But if your goal is like, I want this extra perk or benefit, that's where buying direct kicks in. So what Disney did is they did basically three different waves of restrictions. So the first wave is what they call kind of their collection restriction. As a Disney Vacation Club member, you have access to four total collections if you're buying directly from Disney. Of course, it's all the DVC locations, number one. That's honestly what most people use the membership for anyway. Number two is the RCI World Exchange where we go into like classic timeshare. You can use 4,000 plus resorts around the world. Number three is Concierge. Now, Concierge gets confused with Disney Concierge. It's not. It's about 10 to 14 non-Disney hotels in, like, bigger cities. So Chicago, San Francisco. And then the final is the Disney Collection, which is, like, Adventures by Disney, Disney Cruises. So if you buy directly from Disney, you get access to all. If you buy resale, you get access to DVC, which again is kind of the primary use, and then the RCI World Exchange, where you're restricted from is the concierge and then the Disney collections. so things like cruises or adventures. Well, most people caught on really, really quick to that, and they started doing the economics and numbers on it, and they go, hmm, if I'm using my points for these collections, I'm actually paying more to use my points than I would to just pay cash. So... A lot of members said, well, that doesn't matter anyways. If I want to go on a cruise, I'm just going to save my points or I'll rent them, take the cash, and it goes a lot further for that vacation. So that didn't really eliminate people from going to <laughs> resale. So then the next phase was the perks. So they keep changing the minimum number of points you need to own to get those perks. Currently, it's 150 points, which is a pretty large purchase when you're looking at Disney's direct pricing going, okay, that's $30,000 just to get the perks, then it really comes to, let's break it down. What are the perks? So one thing I always tell people to keep in mind is perks are not deeded. So they're not part of your membership in terms of guarantee. So they can go away, and they do, and they change constantly. So if there's one perk that you're buying Disney Vacation Club for that you're saying, I'm going to spend the $30,000 premium because I love this. Keep in mind that it could change. I mean, when we were DVC members and we had the free valet parking, that was awesome. That went away really fast. (laughs) (laughs) So there are the perks are things like shopping, dining, very similar to what you'd have with like an annual pass or like a Disney visa, those type of perks. They do some member events, which they've kind of, again, the last year or so, we've seen the trend of Disney eliminating those type of things. So it's really hard to say, again, is that worth it? So then they did the final wave of restrictions where they did kind of, they they divided up the resorts. So there are the original, we call them the classic 14 DVC locations. So currently there's 15 Disney Vacation Club resorts. Now, Riviera is the 15th. If you buy any DVC location, one of the 14, you can use your points and exchange them throughout all of the 14. You would be restricted from using your points at Riviera. And the reverse side is, if you buy Riviera via resale, you can only use your points at Riviera nowhere else. Ironically enough, (laughs) Disney kind of did this to put a really big, like, they wanted to put a nice big stop to resale. What they actually did is they put a lot of attention to resale, which Disney was very quiet before about their restrictions. They just kind of would, like tuck them under the rug so that the agents and the sales guides would have something to use in the one-on-ones. This one they blasted very, very loud and it almost did a reverse effect to where people go, Oh, there's a resale market. So the last <laughs> two years have been insane when it comes to resale because people have been able to do a lot more research. Even during like the shutdowns in 2020, Disney changed the way they do like meet and greets with their guests when it comes to Disney Vacation Club. They're no longer doing that 60 to 90 minute tour at Saratoga Springs. They're doing a much more casual type of meet and greet. And they even shut down sales for a good four months of the year last year. So a lot of people have the time to go in and look online, go and hear podcasts, YouTube videos, and really figure out what's right for them. And I think that's kind of the core thing when it comes to Disney Vacation Club. If you plan to go to Disney five to 10 more times in the next 40 years, then you should be a member period. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: When it comes to DVC, whether it's resell or direct, there's so many good tools out there to really do the research and figure out what's right for you. And that's kind of the cool thing from our team. Being former sales guides for Disney directly, we know both sides really well. And we're not afraid to meet with somebody and go, you know what? You're really set on those perks or this certain benefit. Going directly from Disney might be the right step. For you and for other people going resale and saving the most they can on those vacations is the right move so that's really about the research side
1: wow and that's that's the thing it can make your head spin you know when you start laying out all these things and then you add this these caveats like right. oh yeah well if i buy here i can't do this so that brings me to another important point that i I, I have been following along marissa um on social media with y'all is something about this key west situation with one of their resorts um what what's cooking there
2: so when it comes to buying resale okay when you first buy a membership it has to go through what's called disney's right of first refusal Where Disney has a chance to decide, hey, you bought that old QS contract at $98 per point, I like that price, I'm gonna jump in and become the buyer. So then you as the buyer loses out. So at first it might seem like oh Disney's taking advantage of the system, but realistically, it's actually a really, really kind of unique part of the membership, and that's what makes Disney Vacation Club hold the value. if Disney were to just let everything pass through and we're seeing things resell at $30 a point or $50 a point, then the value of what you own drops and it kind of like destroys the whole membership. So Disney keeping that right of first refusal level at a certain rate keeps that value intact. So sometimes we look at it as like the big bad mouse, but realistically it is something that needs to happen for the membership to maintain. So what happened though, is Disney passed on a lot in 2020. Cause again, the shutdowns, they weren't even, I mean, again, they went about four months where they bought back nothing. So everything that got, what got do they passed typically
1: through. buy back? Like, what do you typically see in a month?
2: Their bread and butter is, Old Key West, Animal Kingdom, Saratoga Springs. And the reason why is working directly from Disney. When you have a product like Riviera, where you're selling it at $200 a point, and somebody goes, I love the membership, I really want it, but I can't afford it. It's good to have a drop product. So you go, okay, you know what, are you willing to compromise, maybe go for something 10 years less, but we can get the price down maybe $20, $30 a point, So that's where those three fall into a really good category. So Disney's always like to have good inventory for their sales guide to have another option to sell. So they've always kind of gone towards those. Now, 2020, they probably didn't have a ton of buybacks because they passed on so much. So now they're kind of reeling because as the market has jumped, right? We've seen that Mm -hmm. in real estate. We've seen that just in Disney in general. People are like full demand, ready to get back on vacation. So they're probably lacking in inventory. So something really unique they did this year that they've never done before or not this blatantly is they've actually reached out to Old Key West. They actually started with Old Key West and then they spiraled down to Saratoga and Animal Kingdom. They're three bread and butter resorts. And they were finding guests who either bought very much in the initial phases. Mm -hmm. So people who bought maybe Old Key West at $50 a point or Animal Kingdom at $90 a point. They were sending them emails saying, hey, if you want to sell your membership, we'll buy it back. And so what they were trying to do is snag some good deals so they could stock up on that inventory. Well, again... It kind of works in reverse because people go, oh, there is a secondary market. (laughs) Let me Google this. And they realize Disney might be offering them $80 a point and they could resell it at $120 a point. So they go, well, I'm going to sell it on the retail market. So we've seen a really, if you're looking to buy, the inventory is at an all-time high right now because members have been made aware that, Oh, this is a thing. I can sell my membership.
1: Yeah, we we have that in the finance world with like what are called mini tenders when clients get a letter and it's like, oh, this company is offering me this to buy it, and it's like, yeah, but the antennas go up, you know. It's like, right. what's going on? <laughs> I mean, yep. that's it's. This is the stuff that I I find you know the world of DVC just like really a fascinating resource with all these different little caveats and especially like I said with genie rolling out and with the, the pricing and I mean you do, I just use a a family of five right now. I mean, starting January 1st, you're going to pay what for genie plus if you choose to, but you're going to have to pay to get to the air or from the airport to the resort. You're going to have to pay for parking. You're going to, I mean, all this, this stuff starts adding up. And so, to have some different outlets outside the standard because i'm just waiting for them to shut down i don't know like deals with AAA or costco (laughs) i mean like it just seems like they're trying to squeeze every dime out of everything and i don't have a problem with companies making money but it's starting to get the average family it it seems like they're starting to get priced out so the, the the key thing though um marissa i wanted to Ask you finally is, what is your favorite park or res- favorite park resort restaurant, and then your favorite memory of Disney?
2: Oh, okay, just have <laughs> <tough> ones. <laughs> just pick just one. There's a lot oh.
1: thrown at the wall, so
2: I know. All right. So, I'll start with park. Um okay. Disneyland in California is my favorite park. Okay. I am a California girl, so it'll always be I think the place where you kind of experience that first magic mm-hmm. is tends to be the place that kind of lives in your heart is number 1. So, Disneyland will stay number 1. Um for resort, oh. So, I I love the Grand Floridian. I just love the feel. I feel like it's like you're at Disney when you walk in. It's just kind of got that magical feeling about it, whether you're seeing, like, somebody from the wedding pavilion in Cinderella's carriage come by or the greeters there at the door. Um, So I would say for, like, Disney on location, that. Um, But personally, like, if I could go to stay at any Disney resort, it's Vero Beach. We just, like, that's our, like, our little getaway for our family. So I adore Vero Beach. Um, Restaurants. Topolinos is like just doing such a good job, and I have like had dining at many other locations. And whenever we go anywhere else, we're like, "Why don't we just go to Topolinos?" So, so, so I got to qualify.
1: Topolinos is that like it, for a date night, or is that for a family dinner?
2: So we <laughs> we do date night as like because we have one son who's four. Okay. So we try to do like a special like family date night and we save it for that so like your husband and I might go somewhere else for like our date night but it's a higher end Disney location in terms of restaurant but what I love is like we get the experience of having a really nice meal a great location great Mm -hmm. vibe view but they're also so catering to kids So you don't feel like you're walking into somewhere like too nice to bring your kid and they make it fun for them. So we leave every time just like not only is the food great, but the service is excellent and we don't feel like, oh we're bringing our four-year-old into this place where he needs to sit and be quiet well i just
1: i just gotta ask that because i'm to the point you know where i have to qualify these restaurants and choices with like i i it really pains me to pay twenty dollars for mac and cheese but it really would pain me even more to pay fifty dollars for mac and cheese well
2: they still do like the twelve dollar kids menu there so well, that's good. That's, <laughs> we stick that's with good that man. we haven't bumped up to like where like, I see a lot of that is like set dining or buffet. And I just, I can't justify it Yeah, If that kid grows and starts eating some like good amount of food, <laughs> yeah. I might change my mind, but like the chances of him eating $50 worth of food, I don't see happening for another four years. <laughs>
1: well, yeah, my 11 year old is there, but uh, yes. my, my six year, well, my six year old has days where he's there. too. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> And what, what would you say your favorite memory of just being involved with Disney is? Your favorite um,
0: yeah.
2: I have a few. Um, but okay. one that like, I, that sticks out whenever I think about like, kind of my Disney journey and experience is um, when I had first hired in at Disneyland. And I was in, um, I had just gotten a role in Parade of Dreams. And if you know anything about like Disney entertainment, sometimes you audition for like months or years to get a role in entertainment. So it was like super special. I had gotten my actual set days in Parade of Dreams at Disneyland. And I was like about a week into that role when one of the main um, entertainment directors had pulled me aside and said, Hey, listen, we're doing filming for the ABC Christmas parade, and you're going to be in it on that day. And so just like that experience of doing Ryan Seacrest was hosting and being just (laughs) part of that day was like, when I look back at like a Disney experience, that was super special and so cool to be a part of.
1: Oh, that's awesome. Well, that's, and you touched on it, this whole, all of this, is about experiences. Yeah. And that's one thing that I know talking to you all, you guys are great at uh, just drilling down on people's experiences and, and, and helping them connect their, their um, I want to say dreams with or with experiences and and that's been instrumental in helping at least our family you know get get to that point um it's it's been really helpful and we've used a a couple of your tools and uh, i found uh like i said kevin was he's 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 been on the phone with me (laughs) a couple of times (laughs) but he's a wealth of information so marissa if people want to follow along where can they um connect with you all at
2: yeah, so you can find us at uh, Um, It's a great site for resources. So like if you're looking, just like type in point calculator on our search in, on our site or type in economics. And we've got really fantastic blogs. But you can get a good idea of the listings we have and reach out to an agent. If you want to reach out to me, it's just Marissa at com, And then of course our rental team, dvcrentalstore.com. Again, if you're looking to kind of try before you buy, if you're saying, hey, this might be just kind of a one-off Disney trip, and you're wanting to kind of evaluate prices versus paying Disney directly, great option for those one-off trips. And then if you are saying, hey, we're ready to take that next step with Disney Vacation Club, but we want to finance, then MoneraFinancial.com. And then, of course, our big umbrella, if you want, can't remember any of that, it's <laughs> WorldOfDVC.com, and all the links to the companies are there. And you can kind of see what we're doing in the great world of DVC. And, of course, as we go through, we are a new kind of merger over this last year. So we hope to have even more coming soon. So keep a lookout on that site. Follow us on social media, and we'll let you know whenever we have new updates and things coming your way.
0: That's awesome. So thank you so much for your time.
2: Thanks for having me.
0: Thanks for joining us today. To continue the conversation, visit us at our blog, financial-recon.com. Appearances do not constitute endorsement of flagship wealth management group, LPL Financial, or any other entity discussed in this program. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor. Member FINRA, SIPC. The opinions voiced are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. All performance referenced is historical and is no guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. This information is not intended to be a substitute for specific individualized tax or legal advice. We suggest that you discuss your specific situation with a qualified tax or legal advisor. Marissa Vallotton, The World of DVC,
1: DVC Estate Market, and Monera Financial are not affiliated with or endorsed by LPL Financial or Flagship Wealth Management Group.